and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Carrie Wilkerson, the Barefoot Executive, a small town girl who was able to think beyond the city limits. Carrie Wilkerson is a best-selling author and an international speaker, featured on CNN, Fox Business News and named by Forbes as a top small business influencer. Carrie has consulted with Google and other influential business leaders on business growth strategies and current trends. However, Carrie mostly enjoys helping ordinary people live extraordinary lives. Carrie speaks from the experience of a former corporate clock puncher, high school teacher, sales representative, growth consultant and business coach. Carrie loves showing people how to transform their lives, bodies, relationships and bank accounts through core values and goal setting. Whether you hang around for her tough love or her never-ending supply of encouragement, she'll inspire you and help you make a plan to be more productive and more profitable without sacrificing your priorities. Carrie has paid off over six figures in debt, lost 141 pounds, published a book and run several successful businesses all working from home while raising four children. A proud parent and CEO, Carrie believes you can create a life you love with the people that matter most. It's time to take off those shoes and tune into this extraordinary human being. So welcome to the show, Carrie Wilkerson. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm very good. Now, you're on the other side of the world. Where about are you situated? I am in Texas, so I am in the southernmost part of the United States. And what time is it? It is 2 p.m. Central Time. Oh, beautiful. Well, obviously, we are in Melbourne, and it is 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, gosh. It is early. See, it's, it's just the way it is. When, when I speak to amazing people like you that are living on the other side of the world, that's just those things that you have to do. You have to just get up in the morning. There we go. Or stay up late at night. That's true. That, that as well. So Carrie, for our listeners, let's unpack Carrie Wilkerson. Tell us, tell us your story. Well, there's so much to tell about my story, but I'll just boil it down to I'm a mom of four kids who never knew or dreamed of being in business until I adopted my older two children. And then I decided I wanted to stay home with them. So I, 
I started working at home so that I could have the best of all worlds. And that was almost 20 years ago. Those same two children are now 21 and 20. And I have worked at home their entire lives. I've added two more children since then. I've written a book and uh, I've now created an online business and I'm a speaker and author. Wonderful. How do you have the time to do it all? That's amazing. <laughs> um, you know, I would say we we all have the time to do what we choose to do. It just depends on what's important to us. And my kids were first and foremost the most important thing. And I also needed to make some money. So um, that's where I focused my time or in those two core areas, I guess. You know, we look at people like Jennifer Lopez or Lin-Manuel Miranda or uh, Richard Branson and the fact is, they have the same 24 hours that we do. It's just a matter of where you're focusing, what strengths you're leveraging, how smart you're using technology and delegation. So I guess the same applies to moms. Oh, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about The Barefoot Executive, your book. Yeah, The Barefoot Executive is a book that I wrote in 2011 based on the website of the same name that I started in 2007, which really was just kind of a persona of a work at home professional, someone who had a business at home who didn't want to have their workplace or their dress code or their foot attire dictated for them. So it really was somebody who created a business around their life instead of having to live their life in the cracks of their work. Mm, I love that. And I love the title as well. How did you come up with the title? Did that take some time? No, my um, husband nicknamed me that in 2004. We have a saying in the South um, that the men, and it's not a positive saying, but the men like to keep their women at home barefoot and pregnant. And my husband said when I was pregnant with our third, he said, heck yeah, I'm going to keep you home barefoot and pregnant. You're a CEO of a multiple six-figure company. Why wouldn't I want a barefoot executive at my house? And so he called me the barefoot executive because I do hate to wear shoes, especially when I'm home. And he said, Carrie, you need to write a book. You need to tell people how they can work at home and have it all at the same time. Well, that's amazing. You must have been, um, uh, uh, you, I, I see you as a woman who was born an entrepreneur by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, you know, as the youngest in birth order for many, many years in my family, I was a little influencer. I was a little salesperson. Uh, I was a peacemaker. I was always the talker and the entertainer. So my family wasn't really surprised. But as a certified teacher and someone who worked also for the government, I, I really didn't intend to start a business, but it was a good fit for a for somebody who didn't like to color inside the lines, being an entrepreneur was a good fit for me once I got into it. That's so true. So, Karis, tell us uh, a little bit about your online course. Yes. Yeah, so, um, the Barefoot Executive started as a website. It's now CarrieWilkerson.com. And I have had courses for years on how to start your business, how to grow your business, how to juggle your priorities how to use social media. And right now I only have one course and it's called the Executive Income Formula. And it's really for people who have an idea or people who have a business and feel stuck. It's how to grow your business while keeping your priorities intact. 
So for our listeners, because I'm sure they're curious, just like me sitting here going, I'm really uh, curious to find out a little bit more. Are you happy to deep dive a little bit into that, into the into the online course and give us some ideas of what people would expect from doing the course? Oh, yeah. So um, I only open it up a couple of times a year and I take it through like a like coaching. So it has the modules that people can watch, but also like an 80 page workbook of really deep diving on their own content and their own uh, business ideas and personal application. And then we talk about Uh, All the different modules talk about product and pricing, packaging, promotions, increasing your list and your prospects, um, how to manage your money. I am one of the few business coaches that teaches money management and also legalities of business. I bring in experts in those areas. So we talk a little bit about social media, a little bit about how to manage your time. If you only have this much time in a day because of your kids or your other job or whatever that looks like, how do you know what to work on first or next? What makes the biggest impact and, and how do you make it work? Mm, I love it. So uh, when you're saying you run these courses twice a year, um, do the listeners, for example, if they want to do this online course, will they have you as, um, you know, to take them through the journey side by side or is this just online? Uh, It's actually both. And that's why I only open it a couple of times a year because I open it so that I can be available. It's why it's not on demand, so to speak. I feel like people have enough information And people have enough courses, but what they need are mentors and guides and accountability and implementation. So if I walk alongside them, uh, I feel like they have better results and they actually do more of what they've signed up to do. So I open it a couple of times a year so that we go through it as a cohort. We go through it as a group and, um, and yes, I'm there with them. So uh, though the modules are pre-recorded, the content is pre-recorded, um, I am still there for questions and answers and homework and implementation and challenges and all those sorts of things. Oh, that's wonderful. And Carrie, how many people are in these groups? Uh, well, it just depends on the season. So I've just opened it right now for the summer. And some people, uh, well, it's the summer here in the States, some people, they they use summer as a time just to be off. They don't want to think about business. So I'll usually have fewer people go through in the summer, um, but I'll have anywhere from 15 to 50 go through at any given time. Plus the past people always have lifetime access. So a lot of them will come back and go through it live again to focus on a different area of their business. Oh, I just love that. So Carrie, what drives you to do what you do? Well, You know, I started my business because of my kids and they still are my reason. So my oldest son um, has a has brain damage and he's an adult, but he will never be an independent adult. So uh, his tuition, his therapy, his living expenses, um, I will be responsible for those for the rest of his life. And so that drives me. I mean, the fact that that's a responsibility Uh, And a blessing for me every month drives me so that my other kids don't have to worry about that or or wonder if they're going to be responsible for that. That drives me. But another thing that drives me right now is the fact that 
people can relate to me and they say, you know, if she can do this or if she believes I can do this, then I can do this. So being the big sister in business or in life change or inspiring somebody with their health or their debt or whatever it happens to be, um, that that drives me a lot. The notes that I get, the emails that I get from people that say it probably didn't didn't mean a lot to you, but the fact is this changed my life or this changed my kid's life. I got a, a video yesterday from a client who, because of her business profits, she put an elevator in her house for her daughter who's in a wheelchair. Mm, oh, that's beautiful. Well, ha- yeah. How does that not motivate you Absolutely. to help one more person? Yeah. Yeah, and as you're saying, I'm getting goosebumps because it's it is it's you sometimes don't actually realize the impact you have on somebody else's life unless they reach out and share that kind of information with you. Yeah, exactly. My dad was the United States Coast Guard, which is our search and rescue branch of the military, and he was in the Coast Guard saving lives for 27 years, and he got one thank you note, one. Of all those lives, one person, and yet he saved hundreds of people who then affected thousands of other people, but he only ever knew the gratitude of one. But you have to keep going, just realizing that one more person's going to grab the rope. Mm, That's amazing. So Carrie, with the benefits of hindsight, would you have done anything differently in your life or career? You know, I think that's a double-edged sword (laughs) because if... If I had done differently in the outset, it would have shaped my character differently for now. So I have to say, yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I've also done some things right. Number one being I've hung in there and kept at it. So I don't know that I would have done anything differently. Maybe health wise, I would have taken care of my health and my weight sooner. I would not have, you know, let that dictate me for so long and financial wise, I definitely would have become a student of money management earlier in my life than I was. So there were some financial and health things that I would change. But business wise, I really am, am pleased with the journey and I'm pleased with even with the mistakes that I've made, honestly. And I think everyone makes mistakes and that's how we learn through them. I always say there is no such thing as a mistake or failure. It's feedback because it's, yeah. a, it's a way that we can actually measure how to do it differently next time. And that's how we learn. That is how we learn. So, Carrie, what are those greatest lessons that you have learned over, over your time? Um, you know, time is a non-renewable resource. We never get it back. Money, we can always make more money. However, we need to stop thinking we can throw money after a problem to fix it or for a shortcut. I think that's what gets a lot of entrepreneurs, especially into financial trouble, is throwing good money after bad solutions. (laughs) Um, I think that some of the other mistakes I've made, which I don't make anymore, I'm, I'm really vigilant about this, is comparing myself to other people and their journey Uh, That can be a trap for sure. It can defeat you or it can inflate your ego. And 
And I really am very good now about wearing my blinders and staying in my own lane. I really could care, could not care less what other people are doing or how they're launching things or what they're coming out with. I really do focus on my people and my path very well. But that was a mistake early on. And I think that's a mistake people have in their partnerships, their life partnerships, their marriages, their parenting. That comparison, you guys, does not benefit anyone. It really does not. That is so true. And when you're talking about entrepreneurs throwing money at solutions, it's it's. what would you think would be the number one reason they do that? Well, they're trying to save themselves a lot of time or effort or energy. Sometimes it's just laziness. Sometimes you just buy into the hype um, of what the marketer is telling you, or let me just let me just put the money down for this instant traffic, and then that'll make my business blow up. When really you haven't put the time into testing your product or your path or your marketing or your copy, or let me just throw the money at this copy, and that'll make my business better. When you really haven't proven your product or um, build your audience. You know, there there are so many ways, but I think sometimes it's laziness. Sometimes it's a desire for miracles. Uh, we do the same with weight. We throw money at these big diets and then we wonder why they don't work. Well, it, we have to do the work. We really can't circumvent the work. We have to put the work in. Mm, and, and and diet is so short term, isn't it? It's not a lifestyle. Yeah. So I think that's why they they don't they don't work or they don't last because they are a short term. And it's interesting yeah. what you were saying because with uh, marketing, uh, we've had uh, so that's one of the things that I outsource. And it's interesting how we have had over time lots of different uh, uh, marketing individuals, brand and marketing individuals that say, let's do this, throw money at this. We've, we, I can't tell you how much money I have invested in advertising, Facebook ads, without mm-hmm. testing whether it's actually working or not. And now um, that we have this new individual um, and uh, this lady that I'm working at, with at the moment, it's really interesting to see how we do things completely different. We test everything. We do split testing, A-B testing, whatever you want to call it, with everything that we do. So it gives us an idea before we throw money at it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's so smart. That's really wise. But we get impatient for results or we want to keep up with somebody else or we believe we can skip several important steps if we just put enough money in it and we end up in debt or frustrated or or we abandon it. So true. So Carrie, with uh, most of our listeners are women in business and entrepreneurs and, uh, and a lot of the women that we have on the show uh, have you know, big businesses or are entrepreneurs themselves. And so we always love to ask them that, you know, we all have pain points. And so what would be your biggest pain points in your business today? Um, I think there are several common pain points that we all deal with different times and different levels. And that would be uh, distractedness. So a little bit of overwhelm. There are so many different things we could choose to be working on or that need to be done. And we just simply run out of time or expertise or technology know-how. Uh, I, I still run into that. And I've been in business 20 years. I've been online 10 years, which you know, in online years, that makes me like a grandparent. That's a lot of online years. <laughs> um, and, and to say that I still get hung up with technology or, or that it stops me. I mean, it's just, it's just, you can imagine somebody new that just comes on the scene and doesn't understand how it all works. It, it has to be very overwhelming. I think the other thing 
Two is reactiveness. As a mom, um, even even those that are not parents or empty nesters, we have to react to. Uh, for instance, this past week, we had a rodent problem in the garage. So I had to set aside time for the pest control to come. Uh, we changed internet providers. So I had to set aside time to deal with the internet technicians and then downtime because they knocked my service out. And then you have to set aside time. In my case, uh, I have a child with a broken leg. So all the doctor's appointments and then the school assemblies, and then my husband travels a lot. So there's, there are just things that add up to make us reactive when we're here at the house. And you can really lose your entire day and get nothing done. And that's a frustration. So I think those are the number one obstacles that people that work at home tend to deal with. Household reactiveness, overwhelm on what to do next. Plus, we get distracted with social media or blogs or research or the, but first I'm gonna's, you know, but first I need to check my email. But first I'm gonna go post something on Facebook. But first I'm gonna go arrange this, and then our day gets sucked up. So I think overwhelm, distractedness, and reactiveness are probably the top three obstacles that almost all of us deal with, including myself. So, and that's so true. I don't, I think you can have that same experience in an office. You don't have to be at home, but I agree with you. Absolutely. So Carrie, what's your day look like? Uh, do you have a, uh, uh, you know, do you do your e- some some people like to do their emails in the morning and then they do other things uh, during the day? Or what does your day look like? Your business day look like? Yeah, I do have a morning routine. I think it's very important that we have a morning routine. Whether you're a morning person or not, you have to take control of that time. And if you're a parent or deal with even your own parents in the house that you're caregiving. You really do need to hit the floor before anybody else so that you have some time that's just your own, whether it's for your coffee and your reading and your to-do list or or whatever that looks like for you. I really think it's important not to hit the ground reacting to other people and letting other people demand that time. So I do. I get up before everyone else and have my coffee. I get dressed for the day. I do not work in my pajamas or my yoga pants. I wear clothes every single day, even from the house. Um, I even do kind of modified makeup. I do my hair, whether that means, um, you know, pulling it back or pulling it up, but I do something with it. I'm not a hot mess all the time because I think that affects my psychology And so that's my personal routine. Then I get up and I go have some time to read. I pray, I journal, I kind of get my wits about me. And then I go wake up my girls and start getting them ready for school and handling their time so that we're not all at this frantic pace and I'm not playing catch up all day. Um, I'm already, you know, ready to, to hit my work day when I come home from school instead of dropping them off and then coming home and saying, Oh, now I'll have my coffee. Oh, I guess maybe I should shower and get dressed. (laughs) Maybe I should do a little reading. You know, you just lose so much of your day. So that's my morning. My days are very intentional. Um, I only do interviews, podcasts, content creation on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That started 20 years ago when I had kids in a Mother's Day Out program. Tuesday and Thursday were the days I had help with them. So that's when it was quiet and when I could focus. And I 
I still do that 20 years later. I schedule those things. And the reason I schedule it that way is so that I'm in the mindset of that, so that my assistant knows when to help me schedule, so that I know what to mentally prepare myself for for that day, so that I know when to not plan doctor's appointments or pest control or cable changes. Uh, That helps me take a little control of my week. Uh, Monday tends to be kind of an administrative day. That's when I'm working with my team or I'm cleaning out emails, cleaning off my desk, kind of wrapping my brain around being off for the weekend and starting up for the week. And I try not to plan things on Friday. I call it follow up Friday and finish up Friday. I put a bow on things. I don't leave a lot of unfinished projects. If I have people I've connected with during the week or thank you gifts I need to send or cards or emails or whatever, that's Friday that I do that so that I can kind of clear that out, put a bow on my week and and enter the weekend either with a project in mind, but not with a cloud of unfinished business hanging over my head. Mm, Carrie, you must get up really early in the morning. Uh, not too early. Um, you know, I kind of gauge it based on when my kids get up. So, uh, we, I have to wake them up at six 30. So I try to get up before six. That's just the plan. And my body has just adjusted so that even on the weekend I get up before six, even without an alarm. Um, and so it's not terribly, I'm not like one of those four o'clock in the morning people or five o'clock in the morning people. I just get up before them so that I can handle those things before, you know, before they hit the space. So, Carrie, what do you think is the number one reason that most entrepreneurs or individuals uh, fail to succeed in business? The number one reason people fail to succeed is because they don't know why they're doing what they're doing. They don't they don't have a strong enough reason. They're either doing it because they're interested in something mildly or that they kind of want to make a little extra money, but they don't have a a gut-wrenching fire-in-their-belly reason. They don't know why they're doing it. And that's the number one reason they get distracted or they give up or um, throw in the towel or go get a job. It's People have to have a reason and they have to be super clear on what that reason is. Mm, I always say focus on your why because your why is your unconscious driver. And if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, exactly right, you're not going to last long at all. Yeah, exactly. And you sound like the other thing too is I think one of the other things is planning. I don't think that individuals know how to plan properly like you have. You've got set days. You're a fantastic planner, by the way. You have set days to do specific things. Um, you you plan your your week out. Yeah. You know exactly what days you're going to be doing what, and you can leave it. I love the whole the finish up Friday. I love that. But you you've yeah, actually and, got. And let me use- I'll use my husband as an example because we're very opposite in this. He's a very employee mindset, which is neither positive nor negative. Um, he's very, very good working for the people that he works for. He was not a great work at home individual when he worked at home. And here's why he would wake up and start his day and then check his email so that he could decide what to start working on. Oh, well, yep. You can spend all day responding to emails and reacting to emails and then going to check the mail and running by the bank and then the post office and then picking up the kids from school. And you've really done nothing but respond to other people all day. You've not made any forward progress. Now, that works well in the business model that he's in. But when you have to do forward motion and create your own paycheck, 
You just cannot do that. You have to decide what your day looks like so that other people don't decide your day. And if you're thinking about dentists or doctors or practitioners, they have a day that they set aside for new patients or new clients. They have a day that they set aside for employee training and office cleaning and those, you know, surgical visits and those kind of things. They decide how their week looks. So why should my day be any different? And if people say to me, well, I can't because with my kids and with my parents and with my life, uh, -uh we have to have a pattern and a plan so that when we can work it, we can. And when we are interrupted, we know what to reschedule or where to put it. I don't buy that you have to be reactive all day, every day, and that you can't take control of your schedule. I've done this with newborns and toddlers and a special needs child and no full-time help. So I, I just don't buy it. We can plan a loose outline so that when we sit down, we know not to let our time get sucked up. Yeah, I, I, I truly uh, believe that. I have a list and I look at the things that I need to work through and I plan my week, my month out because otherwise I don't function. If I don't have structure in my day, I'm exactly what you're saying. I'm reactive. So I, yeah. I'm, I work and I function better when I'm proactive and I plan ahead. So I know what each day or what my week is ahead um, Yeah, to keep me on track. Yep. So Carrie, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, my younger self, I would say focus on what you want most instead of what you want right now. Mm. So talk me through that. What do you mean by that? So focus yeah. on what you want most rather than what you want now. Yes. Yeah, so when I was dealing with my weight battle for all those years, I would give up the fact that I wanted a healthy body or a trimmer body for the fact that right now I wanted a brownie or right now I wanted a pint of ice cream or right now I didn't want to focus on it. I gave up what I wanted most for what I wanted right now. And a lot of people are doing that with their dreams that what they want right now is to go out with their friends and spend their time and their money elsewhere instead of investing their time or their energy or their resources in their business. Or what they want most is a is to be financially free, but what they want right now is those new shoes or that new course or the new house or the upgraded iPhone. And so I think... If I had just learned the discipline early on of what do I want most instead of what do I want right this minute, I think that I would have made better progress even faster. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. It's true because sometimes you can caught you can actually get caught right in the moment of what you want right now, but don't think of long term the impact or effect it's going to have on you. Yeah. So think of the snooze button. Is that a thing in Australia, pressing the snooze on your alarm? Oh, yes. Yeah, snooze. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so, so people that say, "Ugh, I, yeah, what I really want long-term is to be fit or to train for this marathon or to make progress on whatever it is. But what I want right now is 10 more minutes of sleep. And they keep hitting that snooze button 
and they're wasting their day with the snooze button because what they want is to be unconscious a few more minutes. Yeah, so true. And I, I have a, I know some people who set their clock forward half an hour to trick themselves, but I don't quite understand the whole concept, but then they lie in bed knowing they've got an extra half an hour. So, um, does, does that make sense? It's, it's they're, they're actually yeah. buying themselves more time. It's, it's really no, interesting. They're no, they're not. I know, but it's interesting how the mind works. So, Kerry, what we do with our Woman of Inspiration, we always ask her to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? That describes my personal brand? I would say intentional. Mm. If anybody would describe me, I think they would say I'm intentional. I'm intentional with my time. I'm intentional with my relationships. I'm intentional with my parenting. Um, I'm I'm intentional. I, I can't say that I've always been that way. Um, I think that used to people would have say it would have said, you know, I was fun or tough love or those kind of things. But but I think intentional would probably be the overarching theme right now. Mm, and is that something? Because I know that for me, when I meditate, I meditate every morning, and what I do is I set an intention for the day. Is that similar to what you do? Do you set a daily intention? Yeah, a daily intention as well as a, you know, what is this piece of content doing? What is this? What are these words that I'm saying to my child? What's my intention for this? What's my intention for uh, the time I'm spending with my spouse or with this dollar that I'm spending or with this trip that we're taking? I think we have to be intentional or we become reactional. Mm. And I just refuse to hand my life over to other people. I want to, I want to be at the reins of it. Mm, it's so true. And, and sometimes we get so caught up in life, being so busy, we actually don't yeah. stop to or even pause to look at what is my intention right now? Why am I doing what I'm doing? I love that. So, Carrie, as we wrap up the show, we always ask our woman of inspiration to pick three sh shiny golden nuggets to share with our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to share with our listeners today? Well, I think we've probably covered them and I would, I would recap that number one, focus on what you want most instead of what you want right now. And I would think number two is the way to take control of your life and your power is to be intentional and strategic with it, to stop being a victim and instead be a victor. And number three, I would say that it doesn't matter a bit what anyone else is doing or saying or accomplishing, or how they look, or what their relationships are. What matters is who you see in the mirror, and what that person is doing with her life, and her goals, and her paycheck, and her business. Mm, I love that. And I think we have a saying, focus on your own backyard. Yep. Yeah, instead of focusing on others, because sometimes that does happen. It gets you, it takes you away. I always say you give your power away when you start focusing mm -hmm. on other people too much and it's taking you away from the very thing you need to do to grow your business. Agree. Mm. So Carrie, how will our listeners find you? Yeah, so CarrieWilkerson.com, C-A-R-R-I-E, Wilkerson.com is my main site. There's a free video course there and of course a blog. And also, I'm quite active on Facebook, and my business page is Barefoot Executive. So if you just go to Facebook and type in Barefoot Executive, they can find my fan page there. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on the show. Uh, I loved speaking with you and you've shared some amazing gold nuggets. So thank you so very much and enjoy your, your day. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.